0: This season, we're shouting out other indie shows telling our stories. The Secret Adventures of Black People offers theatrical glimpses into poignant, hilarious, and memorable moments in the lives of ordinary Black people. The show's first season was highlighted by the Bello Collective and IndieWire on their list of outstanding and best podcasts of 2020, and was featured on an episode of NPR's Snap Judgment. Check them out wherever you're listening right now. Hey, welcome to You Had Me at Black, I'm Martina Abraham Zalunga. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to share that we're currently accepting stories for our next season. I live in New York, and after the winter we just had and being cooped up in the house, I am fiending summertime. Summer is a time for play and for shenanigans, which often means for some people getting yourself out of sticky situations. But it's also a time just for release, for letting off steam and moving on from the things that no longer serve us. So in anticipation of summertime, we're looking for stories about escape or breaking free. What's somewhere, someone, or something that you've escaped or broken free from? We're accepting story submissions on our website through Friday, April 16th. Visit youhadmeatblack.com tellastory all right let's get into this week's episode it comes from sakonda she's the big sister in her family and like most big sisters was in charge of making sure the chores got done after school before their mom got home but then one day her younger brother decided to challenge her unraveling her authority and their sibling pecking order here's what happened know black girl magic and all that good shit i am definitely a motherfucking mermaid
1: i took my shirt off i was like oh yeah this is cool but they start taking everything off i was like niggas don't skinny dip black women are healers and nobody can tell me any different you're listening to you had me at black i never remember being the only child i'm the eldest child but I never remember a time where I didn't have my brother. One of our earliest memories was us sharing a twin bed. We must have had folks spend the night at our house or something. So we had to sleep together. And I him putting his feet on me, right? And me being like, get your feet off of me, do That's what I called him. That's what everybody called him. And then, or like him telling me I'm hogging all the covers. So like just going back and forth in the bed. Like we fussed about everything. And I was older than him, but not old enough for him to feel like I was his big sister, just his sister, right? So it was like always this tug of war. Both of us speak our minds. Like I think our parents always just bothered, let us say what we thought, how we feel. There was no um hiding anything both of us wanted to be wanted to know more information than the other I don't know what this competitive thing about who knows what came from but okay me being a girl right um I always thought I knew more Usually, girls grow. not only was I a little bit older but like you know we'd be quicker sometimes than our brothers right <laughs> <laughs> and I always sort of had that that attitude now my brother thought wow, he was so strong like he used to eat like my mama used to tell him to eat the spinach I, I don't know if y'all remember Popeye spinach or whatever like he would eat that spinach and do that little like make the muscle so, so you can see like how strong he was but like I would still get him like on different stuff so like we would sit around the table when it was time for us to eat um, I would say like uh let's have a let's race and see who could eat our food the first. So he was like, Okay, we'll race. But then I would intentionally let him win so that after he ate all his food, I would still have food left, right? So it was like I would just I would just like to beat him and stuff. He was strong, right? I must say this. I was a small girl, like as a woman, I'm five feet, right? So I ne- I always been the shortest person in the room, right? So, <laughs> and and he was like an average. He always been like the you know average size guy. He wasn't a short guy. And growing up, he really was kind of you know how how uh, little boys, especially little black boys, like until they turn thirteen, they'd be like a little chubby. And soon as they hit that age, they you know so <laughs> that was my brother, right? So. I had this thing where I thought I was better than him, right? Like, I'm the tough one, right? I'm the tough guy in this relationship. I couldn't control him, but I thought I could, you know? So, and and like, as we got older and we were like latchkey kids. So my, by this time, it was just me and him and my mom. And my mom used to get off of work. She would get home every day at 5.30, Right. We probably got home from school, maybe we had like an hour and 45 minutes before she would get home to do whatever these things are we were supposed to do, which was clean up, right? My responsibility, living room, dining room, kitchen, way more than his, because I had to wash dishes every day. His responsibility, it was the room and the restroom. Remember, we shared rooms our entire life. And this one particular time, like, I remember, like, just first of all, I was a procrastinator and so was he. We got stuff to do. I'm taking my time. But when I get up, I know we don't have a lot of time left, right? And, like, he was really being slow. And I have cleaned up the kitchen. I've already washed dishes. I've been telling him, "Ducey, you got to hurry up and clean up. My mom about to come home. Now, why was that a thing? Because when my mama with her little short self walked through that door and that house wasn't clean, all hell was gonna break loose. Y'all know black mamas. When you get home, stuff better be right. There's no question asked. I didn't want no drama, right? I'm tired of getting in trouble because of you. He don't learn, right? So I've washed dishes. Juicy, carry up. My mama about to come home. I got it. I'm good. I got I know what I do this every day, right? We back and forth. Now by this time, I'm in the living room. And let me tell you why that was frustrating. Because he's supposed to clean the room in the restroom. I'm already in the living room, right? I've already cleaned the dining room. I've already wiped off the tables in the dining room. I've already put the dishes up. Do you understand what I'm saying? I've already wiped off the icebox. Here I am now in the living room, and I got the vacuum over him. I'm throwing stuff around. I'm moving different stuff. And he on the couch. He was playing a game and watching cartoons, but I was so pissed. I was like, come on now, do You know, so as I got closer to him and we steady fussing and I'm telling him to move and I'm getting loud. And I'm like, look, you know, you need to get up. You need to start going in and clean up. I got this. What you going to do to me? (laughs) And my mama always taught us, like, if somebody get too close to you. Not only do you fight, you hit them first. She also taught us, (laughs) she also taught us like, boys don't hit girls. So he might could hit, but it couldn't be me. (laughs) Right? So I'm in front of him and I'm like, you gonna do this? This don't make sense. Trying to make him move. All of a sudden, like, I don't know if I kind of pushed him a little bit or moved or got to, I don't know what I did, but he did that little boy strong, man, where he like sucked his chest in and, and made his arm strong or whatever. And I pushed him and he took me for the first time. I've been beating this brother. He had the nerves to take me and kind of like, I want to say he DDT me body slam, but not quite. Because I kind of slid across the floor, right? So when I slid and we had coffee. So first of all, I want y'all to know I was so ashamed because he never used his strength like that on me. Right. He always talked a bunch of noise, never listened to what I had to say. But if I got that close and kind of pushed my weight around, he let me get away with it. But this time he refused. I I didn't know what I was like. I was shocked. So as I slide across the floor and I'm in my feelings and pissed, and I know he was probably feeling good about himself at the time. Right. But I looked over and I saw 007. For y'all who don't know what 007 is, that is bonding glue, right? Top of the line, JCPenney's bonding glue. I picked that bonding glue up and I threw that bonding glue with everything in my fiber. I threw it. I hit him. It went all over the couch. It was on my mama's sofa. It was a hot mess or whatever. He was shocked, right? So I felt good about that because that was a new move he wasn't used to. We both end up having to work together to get enough bun and glue up so that my mama would not see it and working together to clean the room. But the point of this story is that one, my brother finally, you know, kind of shocked me and found some strength. But this is number two. You can always win, but sometimes you just have to adapt and adjust. I was not stronger <laughs> but mentally I used whatever was in front of me to make sure that I won and I doubt it. we never had another physical fight after that so that's it
2: My story begins in September, 2020. I'm months into the panty and Corona has taken a lot, including my energy, creativity, and sanity. One day I plopped down with my notebook, willing something, anything to come out. I've been saying that I wanted to write a book and since I can't really go anywhere, why not try now? But the page stays empty. My anxiety and loneliness seeps in, dimming whatever creative spark I may have had. My roommate Jasmine walks in and asks me to help her move some furniture. Where does she get the energy? I'm squatting to pick up the couch when she goes, Eh, you know you've been doodling in your notebook for hours. Ha har, har, Jasmine. I tell her, look, honestly, it's a little scary how little creative energy I have. Jasmine nods. She's like, yeah, living through a pandemic will exhaust you. But it wasn't just that. The world has been on fire for months now, and I'm craving a way to express how that and everything makes me feel. The problem is, I don't know where to start. Jasmine gets this excited look on her face. I recently saw something that I wanted to sign up for. I think you should too. It's called the kinship. The what? The kinship, she says. You know the podcast, You Had Me at Black? Yeah, well, their team created it. It's a digital community designed to nurture your inner creative and give you a creative outlet. They got workshops, creative sessions, virtual meetups, and creative prompts to get your creative juices flowing. It sounds dope as hell. Y'all, I run to my room. I'm signing up now, I shout behind me. Finally, some hope and some inspiration. Take it from me. You may be on lockdown, but your creativity doesn't have to be. Join the kinship at www.youhadmeatblack.com slash kinship. Thanks for listening to You Had Me at Black.
0: If you like what you just heard, leave us a rating or review wherever you're listening right now. It helps more people find the show. We're a podcast, but also so much more. To join our community, The Kinship, or to attend our virtual live storytelling events and creative workshops, or to learn how you can partner with us, visit youhadmeatblack.com. You Had Me at Black is hosted and executive produced by me, Martina abraham Zulunga. Brittany Abrahams produced this episode, and Claire Wiley helped put it together. Pastel Shade made it sound good, and Naliswa Wazungu and Aneka Jackson held us all together. Peace.